0: You're listening to Mixing Mindsets. I'm Andrew Blank, and I'm Eric Novroski, and we hope you find some value out of these conversations about lifestyle, music, and more. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today we are at eight days a week, hanging out with Paul Smith, the owner. And today we're going to be talking about adaptation. Paul, hello! Thank How you so doing? much for thank well, <laughs> you for being on man. The we show. appreciate it. Yeah, it means yeah, a
1: lot. Um, that's a great subject. I mean, I would have lots of opinions about adaptation and how it's affected my life mm-hmm.
2: um so right from right from the get-go uh paul plays in the band called the badleys um if you want to talk about as as early as it goes in terms of like your beginnings in music mm-hmm. and then let, let's work our way toward toward adapting so what inspired you to kind of get into music you know like what how did what were your humble
1: beginnings Um, I actually started playing music, you know, as a kid playing piano and then in middle school picked up the trombone Mm. and, um, picked up a guitar also around the same time. And then as soon as I found rock music that kind of ruined all the other like (laughs) classical variations of, you know, instruments. Um, so yeah, I was just, I was definitely hooked and, it was one of those things where I would just try to find musicians to play with. I had like a band when I was a freshman in high school. Yeah, yeah. And then I finally joined um, a band of guys that had been out of high school for like five years right. and started playing with them Ooh. as a guitar player. Mm-hmm. And um, that was my first foray into like playing in bars. Mm-hmm. Right. I have to ask, and- what was the name of the group? Uh, that <laughs> band was called Defiance. Defiance. And was, nice. know, That's so Defiance, Rock, dude. <laughs> and yeah. Rock and roll. Yep. And, and the guy that like got me into the band is, we're still really good friends. And right everything. on. Yeah. Um, but you know, I basically took a longer path to get to like the professional side of things. A lot of people will start, um, you know, in their teens or early twenties and it mm-hmm. took me till about age 26 to basically get start doing it for real yeah Mm -hmm. writing songs going out in the road Mm -hmm. um putting all your money back into you know pressing and mixing and all that kind of stuff right Mm -hmm. um so there was a constant like adaptation i was working in manhattan actually at a little commercial studio and um my buddy brett called me and he's like do you do you want to like quit your job and like join the band because we need a (laughs) bass player and i was a guitar player yes And he said, I will play the bass and you can play guitar. Mm -hmm. He's like, no big deal. Okay. And I was much more of like, at that point, I was a heavy kind of guitar guy. Right. Much like yourself. Yes, yes. Um, You know, defiance. Yeah, (laughs) defiance. (laughs) And I was just like, Brett, I think you should play guitar. Keep playing guitar and I will learn to play the bass. Right. And it was really hard. So, uh, like, changing jobs, moving from New Jersey to PA mm-hmm. back here where I actually had done my internship at the studio. Okay, under Brett in 1988. It's mm. a long time ago, <laughs> and um, so there was like constant adapt. You know, I was adaptation. Say that like, alone like, is a massive lifestyle yeah, adap- adaptation, yep. and then trying to adapt to like being in a band and listening to, to other people and playing for the song. Mm-hmm on an instrument that wasn't my native instrument. And it's like, yeah, bass has like four strings. Well, <laughs> it does, but it's like, it can be the rhythm and the melody mm-hmm. and nothing. And right. it can be the drums. It can be everything. Mm. So it took a long time to like find a groove with that. But, that's, that's, um, that's, that's um, and, and we did like three independent records. So yeah. we were like kind of in this groove. yeah. And then we got on a major label mm-hmm. in the mid nineties. Mm-hmm. And once we were like on a and Records, that was another big turning point. We're like, okay, you are going to go promote the record to radio stations across the country. Right. Mm-hmm. You're going to play, you know, big festival shows mm. to promote the record, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So we would do like these fly dates, like the van would start in Chicago. We would tour, go to Chicago, and then the road crew would drive from Chicago to LA yeah. and then we would fly around to all these different cities Jeez. Denver, Oof. El Paso, <laughs> Dallas, you know, like all these cities to do, you know, morning radio show, go to the record store, mm-hmm. play, you yeah. know, with
2: whoever promote. you right
1: know, promote so promote yeah. <laughs> promote big Yeah, band so
2: the big record. That
1: yeah. was that was like a big change for us as a band because we had previously controlled everything right you know then we had to like oh okay all these people are in charge they're calling the shots Mm -hmm. Mm. how is this gonna go so um and then by the time we had that really cool curve got to do all this stuff um you know the record label got bought like all the record geffen records um island records like the big buyouts
2: i remember like i remember like
1: reading about this was roughly what what year was this uh, ninety seven, ninety eight.
2: 98. I was going to say, mm-hmm. I, we, we were just, we were yeah. just young ones <laughs> I remember reading about all this, about this, like the, the major label buyouts and switches yep. and everything. And
1: like that, that dovetailed right into Napster. So not only is your major label going away, but then the stuff that you do put out, um, you know, CDs were still selling, but mm-hmm. it was one of those Being things streamed. where, yep, is starting to get into streaming. And so. Right. I remember reading in 2001, Dave Lowry from, um, he had a hit song called low. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was writing about like how, you know, he made more from one sale of a t-shirt.
0: Right. Oh what, yeah.
1: Because that was in the beginning when things weren't even formatted. You mm-hmm. still don't make any money, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know,
2: not streaming, changed, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, if you're a musician, you're constantly adapting, mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you're like trying to get something going or you have several projects you're doing and you have a job. Yeah. Um, like African, your African-American friends will call it code switching. Your black right. friends will call it code switching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so code switching, if you're black, you're, you are code switching between talking, you know, a business style of speaking. Right. Or this set of friends or... At home or no. whatever. And musicians do that kind of like naturally because they have to, like who wants to go out and do something over and over and over until they get it right and tour till, you know, Yeah, they're blue in the face and get home at four in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, most yeah. people don't. Exactly. Most people like would like it's to brutal. get home yeah. and make dinner and like, yeah, yeah exactly. so you're always adapting. You're always, yeah. you know, like... Everything from sleep deprivation to, yeah. you know, like, feel like, that. <laughs> like how can I work this into my schedule this week when I have to get projects done? Yeah. So, feel- um, yeah, it's, it's probably, uh, I don't know, it's, it's defined my whole life. I would rather have to adapt every single day to something Mm -hmm. than have one thing you do that doesn't change. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: what about when it comes to like my side of things? So like the the recording. Like we're obviously in your beautiful studio. Mm -hmm. So what did that look like back in the nineties? I was gonna say yeah yeah, and it sounds
2: like you went through an internal adaptation in order to get your way to the badleys. Yeah. But then as, as during the beginnings of the band, you clearly were recording in a different manner. Yeah. (laughs) when Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: When did you like super dive into this, into like the recording side of things?
1: Um, we did it right away because we did our first two records mostly in this space, in oh, the studio. In yeah. this, in this yeah. studio. So the very mm. first record, we tracked the drums and the bass at Lenny Kravitz's studio in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And then we did all the other dubs and mixed it here. Wow. Second record, we tracked everything here and then we mixed in New York. Mm. Um, so, you know, it was all on tape. Right? Yeah. But the process is for us haven't really changed other than it's like you can move quicker and yeah yeah you can drink more coffee (laughs) (laughs) exactly not waiting for the tape to rewind yeah Um, but um yeah it's um you know that for us for us the processes really haven't changed as much because we're still song oriented Mm -hmm. yeah you know it's it's easier to get really cool sounds quickly yes. these days if you know what you're doing because there's so many tools to do it exactly yeah. you know, everything from the, plugins like to like fever. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. To like the mic i'm talking into now is a dave peluso 47 fet so like a neumann 47 fet right is you know six thousand bucks right and this was like 1200 bucks Makes yeah so, <laughs> so like, you know, all yeah. the manufacturers of equipment everything it's really really neat yeah mm-hmm. but um I don't know, other than that kind of thing, we're we're doing like the same kind of processes for production.
0: Yeah.
2: I find that interesting because it's like the adaptation changed on like the on the external, but the intern like the core of what it was essentially stayed the same. And for I, sure. I
0: think <laughs> it's just the way to the way to get to the end is is a little different, but the end goal is still
1: Exactly. Is still the end goal. And you hope that right. you're what in the process of it, you're doing all the things that we always talk about when we're like recording together or whatever yeah. is is you know is that beat cool? Should I you know mm-hmm. is that fill steady going mm-hmm. into the chorus? Is the guitar part right? You know, so yeah. like all those things could be exactly. at yeah. any point in time. You know,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, it's
1: just like the 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 energy aspect of it never
2: never changes right? because the like like vibe and energy always need to be at the heart of everything that's done, even though, even though the body isn't exactly what it was 20, 30 years ago. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: I just was watching a video with Steve Lukather Mm -hmm. and like he and, you know, the Toto guys recorded most things in the the late seventies and eighties that were like hit, like everything from like Michael McDonald and Christopher Cross to Michael Jackson and... The tubes and all this kind of stuff. And he right. was talking about this one time. He's like, um, I think the guy was asking him um, what what kind of things were frustrating for you other than like schedules and personalities and that kind of stuff. Right. And- but like he's like on tape, he's like, you know, Steve Lukather's a monster player. But if he did like a bend at the end of a solo that was a little flat or he didn't like it. He'd like, can we just do one more? And they're like, nope, nope. That was yeah. nope. That was that's it. it. Yeah. So then he has to leave the studio, being like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. could have made that a little better, but right. you know, to our ears, it's just like I don't know. That's legendary. Exactly. <laughs> but, but whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah. I don't know. All the processes are the same. It's just you know more convenient.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What well, What do you find was the hardest thing to adapt to? Like in general, like was it was it that move from you know, you said you're hey, quit your job and and do that or like was it was it something else,
1: you know? That was the definitely the first big one where um it wasn't exactly the move, mm-hmm. but like trying to build a band um with you know, part-time jobs. So like everybody oh, yeah. had gone to college. Yeah. Brett had graduated from Bucknell like with honors, mm-hmm. with an economics degree, yeah, and we're like working for a temp agency, yeah, because we we want to bail at any time, yeah, and get four gigs in a row and go to Pittsburgh, and you wanted you know, that flexibility because it, yeah, you know, yeah. The, the band was the dream. So that like yeah. that that's the biggest hurdle. That was the biggest hurdle. Mm-hmm. Um, like years later, I mean, I spent over a decade working at Susquehanna University teaching teaching recording, right, yeah, and doing events and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm and now i'm just i can't believe that i'm here every day this is this yeah. is this is, yes. <laughs> this is better so i finally yeah there's lots of lots of adapting you have to do by the time you get to where you're like really comfortable you know yeah hmm. <laughs> so what about like
0: what about balancing family life because so as we yeah. know, we know you have a family Andrew, yep. his, his, you know, just started his family mm-hmm. and I'm right behind him. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when we were playing a lot and touring, um, my wife did, you know, we, we did the bulk of our major stuff before we had kids. Yes. Yeah. But that said, I was then working in a studio and still playing, right? hmm um, I was always the guy that was, you know, the dad who was just flexible, could go to daycare, could go to swimming lessons, yeah, yeah. could do all that stuff. So that was always a priority for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you have to have a work balance life unless, like, if you're nuts to begin with if you're a musician. Yes. <laughs> I, I and agree, you have to adapt to normal people, right? Yeah. You know, normal senses of humor I've never and everything. The statement anymore. But there are people that are like really hard on the spectrum of like either it's ambition or it's um, they're just driven or they can't not do it 24 7, or mm-hmm. their brain is just filled up with this thing yeah. they have to do 24 7. Right. And so a lot of other things fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> normal relationships we're a lot more kind of like middle of the road in terms of like, we kind of want that normalcy and that, you know, being home kind of feeling. Yes. Because, you know, you have one go around and you may as well make yep. all that other stuff successful.
0: Oh you know, yeah. percent
1: Yeah. Yeah. You I know, think
0: that's super important.
2: You know, correlating that with uh, like, like the changing, the changing music industry. I mean, I feel like you, where the band was embodied in this time where it was like you had, you had to tour, you had to sell the records in order to like move the units and for people that hear, hear the music. Mm -hmm. I feel like you've definitely adapted to the the changing times and, and kind Mm -hmm. of watched everything transition to digital where it's now like anyone could start a band and put, things out and potentially get, get the, get a worldwide reach in, you know, Mm -hmm. a matter
1: of like a Mm -hmm. week if they wanted Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. So it (laughs) it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, that's probably the number one thing now for people, you know, from that grew up, you know, that are older than me Mm -hmm. in their sixties and us in our fifties. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of like complaints about the new way of doing things, but Largely, everybody that I know and mm-hmm. what I think is that it's the most wonderful thing in the world. it's, okay. an, it's a big equalizer. Yes. Yeah, and no, we're not selling plastic as much, and right. there's so many ways to split up selling plastic. Yes, vinyl CDs, tape, whatever. Right. Yeah. and it's very lucrative, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, um, good is good, and eventually does kind of rise up. Whether it's just a popular thing on YouTube. Where somebody does get discovered for great songs, right? Yeah, the the broken piece right now is the filter system at record labels. You know, mm. if it, there's there's only like three labels and they <laughs> yeah. own everything, essentially, yes. <laughs> and so, because of the structure not being um, this kind of splitting the plastic money, right? Yeah, there's not tons of investment into like seasoned professionals that understand music. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody's seen like Rick Rubin, yeah. And how what a guru he is for taste. He's a taste maker. Yes, and he Huge knows what is yeah. good, mm-hmm. right? So with any kind of genre, he just knows how yeah. it feels. It's just energy and vibe, and, and that Needs to happen mm-hmm. at each. That needs to be part of the filter system, and it's right. usually not. It's just like I don't know what's going to sell. What's popular? Yeah, yeah. And because well, now it's like that's okay. That was chasing the trend there, yeah. right? That was always there, mm-hmm. but the filter system is broken. In in the majors, you know, to some degree,
0: I want to be the I want to believe that that is going to triumph over like, like, over the trendy stuff. Like, Mm. I want to believe that like the people who have a genuine talent for it, Mm -hmm. a genuine love, are excellent songwriters, Mm -hmm. are really the people who are going to create like the lifetime uh, career like out mm-hmm. of it and like there's another producer uh engineer his name is Will Yip that we really like mm-hmm. um he works out of Studio 4 in Coshocton, PA and he does he did some unbelievable records but he uh, on his interviews talks about it he goes the song is king and
1: it's that's coming from you. a
0: guy who i think makes unbelievably Everyone phenomenal who mixes has ever mm-hmm. inspired me has used that phrase yeah and he mm-hmm. goes the really, <laughs> song is
2: king and will prevail yeah <laughs> but
0: really the, the song the song is king and i i think it's i think it's very respectable to look at someone like that who who clearly has a, an ability with mixing who clearly has a drive to to do better and still thinks you know cuz it's so easy to just be like oh well, the song is king and I'm the engineer so like well if it lacks here and it lacks there like whatever who cares because the song is king so like i really i really respect him that he thinks like okay the song is king but i'm still going to do like my utmost best at at this and i i think we need more personalities like that rather than yeah. just being like oh it's the shotgun let's just see what sticks kind yeah. of deal you know and and i think uh i think that might die i think that trend might die i yes. really hope that and trend you ranted about this numerous yes yes times i, I, in I have and i really i really truthfully wholeheartedly believe he- that the the TikTok business plan will cause to die. <laughs> and and the things that are really gonna make it as mm-hmm. their long term careers are the people who who are passionate, who are driven, who truthfully care about the craft, I hope.
1: <laughs> and 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 have the life experiences. It's it's gonna get weirder and weirder that have the life experiences to draw from. So like if you're a really talented person that lives mm-hmm. inside of a box. You're probably, I don't know what you're going to write about. You I, know? Was, I was yeah. just going to so, ask
2: something like correlating to that. You know, like you've, right. you've been on the road, you've
1: seen it. That doesn't necessarily have to be the business model anymore. It does. So, right. It doesn't. Um, and I, I think that, you know, if you have like a really talented person that's always kind of been in their head and on their phone and gaming and that kind of stuff, it's different than you've been out there making friends and doing yeah, And right. I still think that that happens quite a bit where people... Connect and then they they can write about whatever, but um, I think that that is that's going to be a problem too because it's you know people think they want to make a song like mm-hmm. you said the TikTok yep. model is right. well there's beats and there's melody and whatever you can do loops and yeah. anything you want and mm-hmm. Apple Logic or whatever and um, that's not a song. I mean, right? You know, like a song, you're you're that's missing truly, genuine experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like so it has to come from you know, somewhere that touches people's hearts. Because they have a shared experience, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. So that's I'm with you. I'm with you. The... You know? It's yeah, like... <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I, I think that's missing, and I don't think that that's longevity. Mm-hmm. I right. really don't. I think that's right. kind of the trendy thing now. And then eventually it'll kind of die out. And I really yeah. think that that the genuine experience and and songwriting is really what's going to yeah. last.
2: You know, I I I don't mean to undermine any of the TikTokers or anything like that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I have to ask
0: in in terms of
2: you know, for someone who who's been in it for for quite some time now, did you at some point like notice like an oversaturation of musicians? Like, did, did at some point did it just surge and suddenly everyone can play guitar, can can play guitar? Like, that, but
1: like you know what I'm saying? Like that really didn't happen because all of the surge of people making whatever music expression thing, yeah, at home um, in the last I would say like ten years. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like, there wasn't the amount of places to play that there used to be. Yes. And so it didn't seem like there, and playing guitar is really hard. Right. You, know, you have to yes. really <laughs> practice and have a talent oh, for I it, right? you yeah, know? Yeah. And so I, I don't think there was kind of like a surge of like the band thing, but there was a surge of like content. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but it was content that could easily be, now nothing against like Forgotten. Billie Eilish and her brother. Right. They're in the genius level. Yes. And it happens to be on a laptop in a bedroom with one mic. Right. Right. Yes. Now, just because that is the fact doesn't mean you can do it. Like, exactly. you know, they're there's still be a thousand wildly talented like, <laughs> and she like kind of lived in her bedroom or whatever, and mm-hmm. not tons of world experience and writes about all these emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, again, it's the songs. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, guitar wise and like, yeah, bands, bands, we've been lamenting mm-hmm. like great breakthrough bands. Right. You know, there's, a, you can name like 10 bands. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Uh, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, but, you know, I'm with you guys in terms of what people discover. Like, you know, if you would say, well, you know, what kids discover about rock music, rock music has all this energy. Mm -hmm. And that's really attractive. Yeah, you know, 100%. It's in your teens. And and the guitar is like a thing, amps are loud and drums are loud. So it's never going to go away. Mm -hmm. I mean, no matter what kind of crazy AI tools will come up and are here. um, It's really visceral to like express yourself like that. Oh yeah. Agreed. So
0: yeah, natural. Yeah, I I love that.
1: I love that too. And I,
0: (laughs) and I stand by that no matter what (laughs) I have to, like I, if I didn't think that that was the future, like it would be so difficult to, to kind of push on. I think right now is, Is we we like as later twenties, almost early Mm thirties, are trying to adapt to like whatever business model is going to continue like our careers, and then I'm hoping that I can adapt to it, use it, and then watch it die, and then then do the next thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just very
2: (laughs) interesting from like from at least like my perspective. Through I'm 28, so like through my eyes, it just it feels like it feels like there was this like. 80s 90s thing in terms of like okay you're gonna you're gonna start your music you're gonna grow an audience doing xx x, and x uh-huh. like you're just gonna do that Mm-hmm. These are the things you do, and that's going to get you to point from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Now it suddenly feels like there's point A, point B, point C, point D, and then suddenly, like next week, there's going to be point E, and then the month after that, point F shows up. It's like, it just mm-hmm. feels like it's suddenly at some point, like it just the, the the business model just took off and is constantly like, okay, this is new, this is new, this is new, this is trendy now. And we're you doing do this now, and then you have to do this, and, and you're, and you're, you're swerving this, and every you now and then. But <laughs> I
1: what what my. What my biggest hope is Mm -hmm. in this whole ball of creativity is that we're experiencing weirdness because of the technology. Yes. So Mm -hmm. everybody carries around a $900 computer Mm -hmm. that they just answer, you know? Exactly. And all of the weird things that come along with that and the tools that you have inside your computer and everything. Yeah. I'm hoping that that is really kind of a growing pain with the technology Mm because, You don't have to play the guitar. Exactly. Like no nobody ever said the guitar was the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Now, like people that grew up with it think it is. Yes. <laughs> but like <laughs> again, if you wrote a great song and and it was on the instrument right? that you were touching yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that's that's great too. And people are going I mean, it will get really weird and and there'll be dinosaurs right. that will be like, you know, I don't get that at all. Yes. But that doesn't mean it's not good. Yes. So, you know, that said, we're kind of circling back to oh, exactly. you know, the realization that it is the song and production performance and experience. See, it's it's funny. <laughs> I was, I
2: was going to say, yeah, it's we're going to title it adaptation. But it's funny how the the core message the is core about the
1: core message always kind of comes back. The core yeah. message is <laughs> about believing what you
2: believe is true yeah and just like kind of shielding yourself from the external world as it's constantly changing around you yeah and like kind of holding on to the hope that the you know the song is king it's gonna stay king forever and everything else is just you could adapt to
0: the the method Mm -hmm. but the core is is like you said the same Hmm. yeah (laughs) that's great and that's good timing because we're Basically, wrapping up. <laughs> We're wrapping it up. But I know it's it, they go by so fast. They do. They really yeah. do. <laughs> but um, okay. So we are at Paul Smith's studio eight days a week, mm-hmm. which is what town are we in? This is Northumberland. Northumberland, PA. PA. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody wants to check it out, it's a six by. Check it out. Reach out. Paul's a great guy to work
1: with. Yeah. yeah. I've recorded
0: here before. I've recorded, recorded here, here before.
1: Here before. <laughs> it's, so, yeah. it's fun. I mean, we all just want to be in our own musical heads when we we come to a place like this. Yes. I mean, your happy place is your studio. Oh, I love it. Like (laughs) It's like you want it to be that's not the other part of life. Right. Yeah. So that's my goal. Here. just yeah. a creative space where that. you can, you can you walk for, in
2: and change everything
1: yeah. thank you for coming over and doing this this is awesome thank this you i love here. talking about this stuff yeah <laughs> this was wonderful thank you for adapting with us <laughs> absolutely and with that we will hit the space bar and we're yeah, yeah. out right. <laughs> peace peace